0: Thanks for listening today. This is Stepping Into Freedom, the podcast about standing fast in the liberty wherewith we have been made free from Alma 58:40 in the Book of Mormon. Um, so we have our first guest on this episode, Dennis Schleicher for season two. And man, it was such a pleasure talking to him. Um, got my co-host in here with me, Jessica. Say hi.
1: Hello everyone.
0: You wanna talk a little bit about kind of what your first impressions were of Dennis? My
1: um, first impressions of Dennis? Oh, it was delightful to meet him. He is so cool. He just came in so unassuming I was nervous to meet him because but I loved that he prayed about what he was gonna speak about. That was my that was probably my favorite part.
0: That's awesome. I mean well the thing is I've seen the same thing exactly in you. Like you always tell me like, oh, I gotta check in with Heavenly Father, check in with this. You're always checking in. And I'm like, I gotta do that more. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's, yeah, it was super cool. Um, so in this episode, we've got like he talked a lot about. Um, like he kind of referred to, back to some of his journey um, to you know joining the church and uh, getting getting a testimony of the gospel, the way he did a little bit in uh, season one. Um, But there's a few key differences um, that he pointed out. And one of them, your favorite, jest, which was?
1: Oh my gosh, well, something he said, I was just thinking about it for hours after he said it, was that he gets all this hate mail from people. And it isn't from people in our uh, church. It comes from people outside the church. And he made a really interesting remark that they are not set free from their past. And that's why they're sending him the hate mail.
0: Yeah. and that's exactly what he chose for his his uh, title for this episode was you know freedom from the past, and I I I love what you said there Jess because honestly every what's that phrase I just mentioned to you before we did this like the whole every um, sinner has every, a, every sinner, sinner has, has a fu- past yeah every sinner has like, the way I was thinking Our, of it was every sinner has a future every saint has a past
1: oh right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. every Every sinner has a future, every saint has a past. It's true.
0: It's absolutely true. And so, yeah, it's like Dennis was, he kind of talked in this episode for a while about tools that he used and surprises that came to him through the gospel um, that, you know, totally did set him free from all the effects of his past and kind of gave him that future. You know, the whole every sinner has a future part. We're all sinners. We all have a future ahead of us still because of Christ's atonement. And he saw power in that, that he talks about in this episode through um, his experiences and his conversion. There's something else you said you were super impressed with that he talked about as well, Jess.
1: Well, I was impressed with how he uses the support of the other members to. That body help system him. thing you mentioned, yeah. Yeah, he said he has 40 people <laughs> on his phone that he just texts and reaches out to, and whoever answers him first, that's who he talks to. I was like, I want to do a buddy system. That sounds oh, I was, great. I can actually
0: mention this when we were doing the recording too. Is um, I mentioned something like this like to Lorraine when I was up in Canada. I said, I, I for me like I have to have. It's similar to him. Um, I have to have like I almost refer to it like a grab bag, like this bag of kind of options I can just kind of blindly reach out into this proverbial bag and pull it out. <sighs> okay, this will help me through this situation. Well, whether it's people mm-hmm. or just scriptures or whatever else, right? So yeah. he kind of it seemed like he had this kind of grab bag of I'll just text these people and whoever responds first, one of them will. I know it. So that was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: No, seriously, he was so cute, you know. And I think he really, <laughs> I think he really appreciates the love that he's felt, and he gives it right back. He was, yeah. you know, like he gives he? The, he gives all that love right back. I mean, he was showing me on his tablet all these hundreds of pictures that he takes with the missionaries that he works with and sends them back to their parents. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that is so cool. I know,
0: right? Oh man, that's like I was like Dennis, you you are just like like me. Like I love love missionaries, and I actually put my name on this list in our in my ward for the missionaries to come and uh, you know, hey, we want to talk to these whoever's names on this list, and I'm like. They haven't called me back yet, I'm like, uh, missionaries, call me, call me, call me, missionaries, missionaries. (laughs) So that was great. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, it was remarkable. So enjoy the episode, guys, Um, and we will be giving some perspective once, just so we don't spoil anything, once this is done, okay? So without further ado, here's Dennis Schleicher. This is going to be super fun. I am happy to have Dennis Schleicher back on the show here today. and we got dennis and my co-host jess here today say hi guys
2: hello great to be here jess i am so honored to meet you i'm so honored to meet you too Wow. we immediately (laughs) i guess for the people that um are tuning in uh before we started recording uh jess and i and paul we just had a moment
0: (laughs) that was great the spirit's just like kapow
2: (laughs) kaboom
1: me cry, <laughs> I think good we were all way. crying for a moment. This is so beautiful, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, wow, yeah, so we're gonna like have this awesome discussion today, hopefully. Um, prayed before we started, so Severe can be here. Um, so as many of you guys know, uh, from the intro episode, um, the whole theme to this um, season two is gonna be I can do hard things, and um. So part of what that's going to involve is stories about um, every guest on the show and the hard things that they went through that helped them helped bring them closer to Christ. Um, pardon the dogs; there, they're just having a good time, so Thanks. <laughs> they, they want to be part of it too. So that's that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but the hard things that kind of have, instead of over like overcoming the person, um, as each guest partnered with Christ through those hard things. Um, how they were set free by them. Um, You know, and so, you know, it's going to have more of a storytelling feel for this and uh, anything, Uh, any insights that, you know, Dennis, obviously you have to share it and Jess, as we continue on, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of makes us a discussion about Mm -hmm. uh, partnering with Christ to make hard things a refining process. And the first thing that comes to my mind with that is actually, I was mentioning this to you just yesterday, I think it was, or two days ago, um, about Isaiah. We saw that agate in that store we were at
1: Oh, yeah. yeah it yeah. was like a little slice of an agate. Yeah, like, it was like you... the,
0: little, the little cup coaster, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's like that part of Isaiah where he says, you know, I'll make thy borders with pleasant stones and thy, like, thy windows with agates. I'm, I'm getting the phrasing out of order. But it's like, consecrating our trials for our good, right? And so it, it makes me think of that. It's just like, I, I, I have you here, Dennis. And it's like, we're meeting for the first time in person. And I'm like, yep, yep. He's the kind of person who I talked to on the video last time because You've done that. I see that you've done that with your trials. You have, you know, allowed the Lord to work with you in a way that turns, you know, that garnishes your borders with, as, as Isaiah says, pleasant stones and your windows with agates and, and consecrates your trials for your good. So um, go ahead and whatever else you want to add to that. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah.
2: you. I just, uh, so Paul, what comes to mind is, again, how we met. Like, um you originally were drawn to me because i replied to a message saying i turned down a lot of interviews because i'm protective of the church (laughs) and you were like oh man i really gotta meet this guy and but when but when you sent me an email last week when i was flying out from connecticut um you said this is freedom from your past or, or uh you know, doing hard things and how we can overcome yeah, freedom it. from something. So yeah. I thought about you said think of a title, and I said it's freedom from my past. It's that I dash we can do all things through Christ, through, through Christ yeah, and yeah. through the atonement, and it's a good verse. and that we all have a past. I'm a yeah. convert. Yeah. I'm the last person that you would have ever expected <laughs> would have joined this church, and I think maybe we can give the viewers some background on myself. Would you? Yeah. Anything you want yeah, to add absolutely. to this, Jess? Like any questions you uh-huh. want to ask, please? Yeah, absolutely. So um, so my name is Dennis Schleicher. I am a convert to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am one that actually started, almost started an LGBT protest at the Connecticut <laughs> Temple. with 500, <laughs> I 500 tell that, to 1,000 no, <laughs> people. And I'm driving by the dedication and I'm going, what on earth are people doing, lining up, going to that racist, homophobic, sexist (laughs) church? And I'm like, I'm like, uh, one phone call. So I used to be on Connecticut Pride and I was on their committee. And so I'm like, and we just had it like a few weeks earlier, and I'm like, one phone call, I could have 500 to 1,000 people protesting this. (laughs) And, you know, it was the grace of God that that didn't happen because six months later I was baptized and then, less than a year later, I had first presidential approval to have my endowment. Well, so why am I the least likely person to join this church? I am a gay convert. I am 100% gay, you know, that joined this church. And when a time when so many people are leaving the church, people are like, why are you joining? You know, when when everyone else is leaving and one of the things was so again i pushed away the gospel i was so against it that before i was asked to to go to hilcamore i was visiting a company in lehigh utah and i was I was asked to um, go, and I'm like, I don't want to go to Pilcommore, I don't want to go to Palmyra. I couldn't even pronounce it then. <laughs> Palmyra. And so I stole the Book of Mormon out of anger because I said, It's <laughs> like, please no do. No way.
0: Yeah. Like, please oh. steal it. Steal it all you want.
2: So I'm <laughs> going, there's no way I'm going to pay for this homophobic <laughs> book. I'm stealing it. <laughs> and, you know, Now, I'm a a ward mission leader with a stake calling, and Mm -hmm. I serve with missionaries around the world. I've had 11 convert baptisms, and I do firesides and devotionals. I'm booking into 2023 to go overseas. And 50% of the people who attend my firesides are inactive, and the stake president reports a 20% increase of those inactive members.
1: Can you believe it?
2: Yes. So it's so when I say I'm the last person that you would have ever expected. (laughs) So about, you know, freedom from my past and and that we can endure all things. We can endure to the end. We can get over things that are trials and tribulations through the atonement of Christ.
1: I don't know how many times I've been going through a struggle and and thinking, oh, this is too hard. I just can't do it. And then I think about somebody I know, oh, but they're doing it, so I can do it. Mm. And
0: like, that's the same thing Like the, when yeah. you and I were talking about like Lorraine. And it's like, that's one of the reasons you and I became friends in the first place. Like I don't, I don't know if I told you this, Dennis, but one of the like the reasons, like we, Jessica's one of those people who, because she's an empath, like you can just tell her and ask her anything. Mm. And she's not afraid of being candid with people. And so it's like, you know, the same thing with me. I can I, I can tell her this stuff, and I'm like, wait a minute. With my past, I can open up completely, and there's no judgment, and it's just like, that's the kind of conversation everybody needs
1: and in order so to escape from their parents. How many people are too afraid to say it out loud?
2: Well, and so we were talking before we recorded about my my Instagram account is so you know I didn't join this church to be an author when I was asked to write the book from the church. I didn't join this church to be working with general authorities and area 70s and mission presidents, I didn't join this church to be a a devotional speaker. Mm -hmm. I joined this church to find a quiet place where nobody knew me to serve him. And then all of a sudden, God quickly had a different path for me. So when I think about, you know, so this goes, I felt compelled, Mm -hmm. I feel compelled to share this guys is that, um, so I have a buddy system. And because the adversary comes down (laughs) strong on me, like last night right? yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: we just experienced that last night
0: yeah yeah, yeah. like th- th- we went to like I talking we went to Salt Lake right yeah there' was this event at the, the great America hotel and I went in there I'm like I like, I on Jessica like I don't know if it's just me but I just something feels bad about being here I don't oh. know like I just it, it, it I don't know if it was the place or me or the night or the time I, I'm like what? and then so I discussed it with her and kind of told her a few of what was going on in my head and and it—I don't know. It, without giving too much detail, it was just a really personal bad experience. Like both of us could feel like I, I remember you like you felt it too. Right? And you gotta trust that feeling. Yeah. yeah. And so like we were only there for like five minutes. So like you know, yeah. we, we need, we to leave. And
1: then we just left. and yeah. We didn't feel bad about leaving. Good.
0: Yeah. Good. And it was just like you know, like you said, heat attacks hard at what he knows is our weakest
1: yeah. spot. Yeah, he's a dirty that's, that's that's scandal. how he manipulates
2: our past against yeah. us. Yeah. Punch him, he's mean.
1: He is. <laughs> he
2: he is he is mean. You know, meaning at the adversary, Satan and all of his mm-hmm. angels. Yeah. When I say he, I don't mean him up there. Right. I mean him down there. Yeah. There. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, he is he is just oh man. And so I have a buddy system and it starts with with It was its return. It was owners of my company and my friends in Utah. Now it's my, uh, it's returning missionaries. So I would love Angela to add you to that buddy system because Mm -hmm. I text forty people and they know whoever calls me back first is is the one. You know, so if they don't get me when they call back, it's because I'm on the other line or sometimes I can three way you in. You're saying like add both of us to (laughs) that. Yeah, because it's like it's you know living alone. I often say it'd be great to find a family in Utah that has you know a spare bedroom or in all apartment so I can do family scripture and and you know you know um, a family night with them and and Mm -hmm. just and then you know because I find that I don't deal with the adversary as much here Mm -hmm. because I'm you know staying with returning missionary parents or stake presidents or stake relief society presidents and so it's just something that I don't have the adversary but when I go home and I'm alone that's when usually around 11, 12 at night, I start yeah, to feel. should know
1: that so well. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, well, I
0: think all three of us know. Like last night, I remember I was texting you when I got home, and I'm like, I'm like, and, and, and I was telling you just, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna go to sleep. We need to go to sleep. We need, we need to go to bed, right? And this morning, the first thing I when I texted when I woke up, remember what I said to you? I texted you and I was like, I am like totally broken, like, right, I'm broken. And like, I'm like, like no, like, you're like, not broken. Like last last night broke me. i like, I had this horrible nightmare and everything, and I'm like. Jess, can I talk to you?
2: I don't know. I, buddy system. I, told get that. Yeah. I get that. You. Yeah. Ha- I, I believe every member needs to have a buddy system, and they need to say, you know, Paul, I'm adding you to that buddy system. It's like an emergency preparedness. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shout out
0: actually, shout out, shout out to one of my friends, Molly. Yeah. yeah. Um, who actually, oh, was, uh, maybe a week ago, she's like, um am this recording here. She's like, hey, uh, need your help with something. Not feeling so great. It's not the exact word she said, but I'm like... Yeah. Well, what can I help you with? And like I just need you to distract me from something really bad. I'm like, Okay, fine. Please, like let me help you, you know. It's so it's everybody needs yeah, it's one. It's so yeah. needed.
1: It's so needed. And how many people are on drugs because yeah. their heart's hurting? Yeah. Because they don't have someone that can reach out to you.
2: Yeah. And that's something that's so Paul knows this story, but and this was one of the hardest chapters in my book to write, was I lost my younger brother to a drug overdose.
0: I remember that part in the last season. Yeah, yes. I remember that. So and, cool. so,
2: and it was the hardest. And I, had, I was doing a book signing at Deseret Books last night, and I had people coming up to me saying, or even the manager said, I read your book and I just lost a loved one. And the book I was melting when I was reading about the loss of your brother and the whole chapter. And that was the hardest chapter to write. He was one of your biggest supporters. He was my biggest supporter, but also he was my revelation to coming into the church where it was like a kaboom lightning bolt when I'm driving to Palmyra going, I'm praying to God, generically, because I didn't know our (laughs) prayers. But I'm praying a generic prayer going, God, blow all four tires. Blow my engine. I do not want to go to Palmyra. They're nuts. And, you know... Give me a reason I need to be there. And it was like, I I didn't even know we say in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I just said, you know, I'm done with this prayer. And it was like, then, you know, minutes later, you know, my brother's in the car and Nephi and macaroni, well, Nephi and Moroni. And, you know, now, (laughs) now, look at I'm wearing BOM socks with the temple socks. socks, (laughs) And I have Moroni socks and David and Goliath. And I mean, I just... You know, as much protection as I can get, I I I will put it on. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's I'm I'm one of those that it's like when I get out like, of the I shower. I want temple <laughs> socks
0: now. Yeah, I want
2: temple socks. <laughs> well, so Paul, a funny story about that is my family hasn't been all that supportive of this, and I had a cousin that said, "Are you wearing those magic?" And I'm like, <laughs> I said, so and I was so like, and so I didn't get offensive. I was upset. But I didn't get offensive, so immediately I got funny, and I said, "Actually, <laughs> I have on the BOM socks provided by BOM.com, Book of Mormon socks, <laughs> and it's got our Moroni on it and the temple and, yeah. and stuff." And, and they were like, "They were like, they were like, oh, that's what you wear," and I just kind of changed the subject.
0: Yeah, that's that's the way to handle it, that's right? Perfect. Yeah. No, by the way. Yeah. Which we were mentioning last night about that uh, that guy in Salt Lake. We were like, oh, he was so rude. I'm so upset with him. I'm like, just, just turn around and make it funny next time. It was so yeah. funny
1: what we were both upset about. Like, I was upset about some hotel guy being snooty and, yeah. and, and rude. Yeah. And, and, and to me, it totally said,
0: didn't phase me. I'm and he didn't,
1: he didn't phase yeah. him at all because
0: yeah. yeah. yeah, he's like, from Canada. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's, like, a, is it a Canada thing. But like, well, maybe it's not Yeah, I, Up thing, in Canada, I dealt with enough of those people, so I, it didn't phase yeah. me. But then for me, there was something going on at the hotel that I saw. that I'm like something two people were doing and I'm like okay with my past I'm like I got I, I, okay that nope nope no, we need to leave and wow. j- j- Jessica she's like oh I'm sorry it d- didn't phase her I'm like yeah. everybody's got
2: a everybody's different,
1: got their own buttons they yeah. do
2: now yeah. you know I'm feeling compelled to talk about something else it's about the power of of unexpected blessings or yeah, that'd be awesome when and we after we get through that yeah and,
0: um, I'll get to the questions I have for you too. Oh perfect so yeah, yeah.
2: perfect so last Saturday um, I was staying with the um, I, I was staying with the relief I'm staying with the Relief Society president for a stake in West Jordan and the Stake Relief Society president and she said to me and I was in because my flight was delayed I was supposed to stay with her when I got here on Tuesday but I moved it to Wednesday and I was getting in late so I said I'll just stay with the family in Murray and um, so then she texted me and said, I'm sh- Are you sure you want to come tonight? Because it's state conference, and I, w- I think you'd rather visit some of your returning missionaries or you'd rather do this. The Holy Ghost said, Dennis, you have to go, you have to go, you have to go. And well, make a long story short, um, I go, and um, there was a, a quorum of the 70, a general authority was there, and he was one of the people that had asked me, What do your gay friends tell you when you join the church? And I'm like, Are you nuts? Uh, and he goes, son, that's what I want your next book to be about. And I looked at him and said, you're nuts. I didn't join the church to write a book. <laughs> and I ignored it for so long. Well, so he was there and he and I've seen him in Boston and all over the U.S. And I, he, I went to his office where the general authorities are. And, and I got to meet a lot of people. And uh, last, last general conference when I was out here for four months doing firesides and devotionals. And he says... I never am scheduled to speak in Utah, ever. Six months ago when I got, I said, God, why am I meant to speak in Utah? I never speak in Utah. And he goes, I get to sleep in my own bed. I get to bring my lovely wife, Shelly. And he goes, so when they walked in, they ignored the state president. They ignored everybody. They saw me. His wife dropped his her purse, started screaming, ran over to me. He came over oh to hug gosh. me. There's no such thing as coincidences. It's God's way of remaining anonymous and he was so like and it was just and then the saturday night session he kept talking about dennis and you know he's he's you know uh he's had 11 convert baptisms and he works you know serves as a ward mission leader and he works with missionaries around the world and it was just like and he's got this amazing trans you know formation story into the church and and it's like and i and then he asked the state president how do you know him and the state president said well we had him for a fireside and the general authority said, "Well, you'd better book him because he's gonna be packed." <laughs> Amen. So it was like I was like, I feel like "It's like we look, look, we got you here today." <laughs> no such thing as well. We were supposed to do this a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. and you know things got mm-hmm. in the way, and it was probably him down there. But there's a reason <laughs> for everything, yeah. And so we just have to trust mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. Totally. So Paul, yeah. take it okay. away. So
0: um, first question um, I have uh, for you today is: What ways? were you like really surprised like the lord's ability to um, to bring you more freedom through you know your hard past like because a lot of people i don't think if i may like i don't think like who is going to have the first thing that comes to their mind be Oh that was so hard but it was so wonderful. It set me free all this this crap I went through. Like who no one thinks that for yeah. me. So what surprised you the most about that?
2: Well, so I would say that it's 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 um it's the members of the church and that they they pounced on me. Like I didn't know they were like, "Oh my gosh, we got a gay." You know, like and the missionaries were like when they transferred, "Oh my gosh, we got a gay." And then they're calling me to do home teachings, and I'm like, oh sure, I'll do a home teaching, but what's a home teaching? You know, and now I do anywhere from twelve to eighteen a week.
1: But they're like, you gotta talk to this person, you gotta talk to that person. Yeah, and
2: I have like that's what I think about Jess too. I'm like, Jess, you gotta meet this person. It's like, yeah, and it's like so so I you know, I was with the the I was I've been staying with the stake relief society president, and she goes, My gosh, your cell phone just blows up. (laughs) And I'm like, Yeah, I know, I gotta get a new cell phone number, I gotta listen to Al Caraway. But I just can't. But it's missionaries saying we got a friend who came out in in church, and we need to connect him with you. And now, pl- please never change your phone number because yet.
0: like I I still want to get a hold of you. No, and, I know. And, and also, <laughs> the, the think that you mentioned that it reminds me. Um, this was before Lorraine passed. I think it. No, no, it might have been just after. I don't remember. It was shortly around and that I'm time. I'm so sorry. No, yeah, that. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. You've everybody's been just super nice about that. Yeah. Thanks, Jess. Back row. Yay. Um, <laughs> um, Anyways, I so like that night when you were you called me. right? I called you, and um, and uh, you you were mentioning to me that thing where you were feeling like super like bad one night, like when uh, like about your book and how kind of at one point in time it wasn't being as successful, and then people were oh, it still is attacking you. I'm not
2: out there doing national. And, And then you were
0: mentioning to me how you texted Al about that. Yeah, And Al and text you back, she's like, no, 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 Dennis! Yeah. No, look at the good you're doing! And it's like, everybody needs to hear that.
2: But, I, but I'm but i looking at the, you know, when I was talking to Deseret and, and Siegel and and also um, Cedar Ford about that, and I said, you know... It's not, please hold on to it. Don't get rid of it. Because it's not about the numbers. It's about the quality, not about the quantity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I may it's have only point. sold a couple hundred books. But it is, and that is a failure, you know, in the book field. But it's because I'm I'm turning down the Today Show, Ellen, you know, the New York Times, the Washington Post. Because I don't want, or even the Salt Lake City Tribunes boycotting me. Because I just don't want them to introduce me as... Next, meet the gay Mormon (sighs) convert. And then to make our church look bad. Mm -hmm. So I. I That's kind of the same thing that Mike and
0: Nancy are dealing with up in Highland right now. Yes. Like with all this stuff, just kind of a. I think you guys, Mike and Nancy, I think you're going to appreciate when you listen to this. But the same type of thing with them, right? Ever since that whole fiasco up in Idaho with Chad Daybell and Lori, mm. yes, yes, it's like, oh, they interviewed them, they must be on board. It's like, no, guys, they, fall, they we're looking here to follow the prophet. You know, they have the same motivation as you to bring people to Christ, right? Yes, help people overcome their past, yes, hard things they've done. And it's like, what's the point in attacking people for something good they're trying to do? I know.
1: Well, again, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, you, you might have only sold a couple hundred books. But, oh my gosh, if a couple hundred people read your story and they really needed it.
2: And that's, that... They're going to share it. That's yeah. what I see with, with the, the 33 reviews on the Amazon. I see reviews from saying... My gosh! I thought it was a choice. You changed my opinion. I'm recommending this to everybody. Or I wasn't going to allow my children to read this. Now it's mandatory reading for all my children. Yeah. And when I listen to the audio version, I go, "My gosh! Who wrote this? Oh, I did! <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I go, "Wait a minute! it Wasn't me? It was the Holy Ghost. Yeah. It was. It was Heavenly Father. I was definitely channeling that, and that oh, was I something. I feel it. Yeah, yeah, like it's just boom. It's yeah. boom. Yeah. So." <laughs> I, yeah, and I, so it's not about, you know, the numbers, and, you know, but unfortunately it's like with Deseret, they do look at like, okay, it's not selling, so, you know, let's not reorder, or whatever, or let's For not, the sake of their company, they have to think about numbers. Yeah, so. so it's just, but I just have to give it to him, and say this is what mm. it's about, yep. you know. I, you, I, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, do you feel like because the church members, you know, they embraced you so much, do you feel like that helped you? like as you were going through most definitely
2: yeah. most definitely like i can't do it without them and it's like it's or i wouldn't have been this far so i have um about four converts that i'm working with now or maybe actually 12 but it's <laughs> just it's a lot four, 16, but nine, two, i'm nine, 12. <laughs> but i'm very adamant that they need to feel like the the they need to be invited to dinners and family home meetings right. and all this stuff oh, and they gosh, need yes. to feel the camaraderie oh, yeah. because without the camaraderie or they need to be, you know, pounced on like I was. Like, we had to do my, my <laughs> I baptism. I love that word, pounced on. <laughs> pounced on. Literally, I love pounced it. on. It's yeah. like, you know, I turn down dinners because I have, you know, seven or eight to go to. And it's great. So That's why amazing. everybody. But, you know, um, I, I write in my book that at my baptism, you know, there was over 100 people and it happened in the chapel. So as a word mission leader, my first calling, when I was um, setting up for a baptism, my bishop came in and said, why are you doing this in the chapel? I said, well, isn't this where we do baptisms? And he goes, no, we do them in the primary. And I go, whoops. Like, I didn't know. But then it made me think, we need to have every baptism in the chapel because we need to fill it. We need to overflow the primary so that way we can have them in the chapel. We need that support. Even for Mm eight-year-olds, you know, or converts. And I I remember
0: actually, I remember someone telling me um, up in Hamilton, I I thing that you mentioned that. They were doing a, a tour of the church, and this had been a family who hadn't been—they to, they were totally inactive. They'd been out of the church for years, and so it, like it was like decades ago that they were like in the church building. And it, they, apparently, it had been changed since the steak scene thing we were at in Hamilton. And they came in, and, you know, like there's me and the missionaries there. We, we we hadn't been there as long, right? And so they walk into the chapel and they, they look at the front. Oh, the the front, the whole pew, the, the front, the podium, and everything has been changed. And I'm like, oh, you sure? They're like, yeah, I've been here so long. They used to have the baptismal font right up there in the front. I'm like. Wow. No really? way. They they said that and I'm like wow. When was this? I'm like wow. I'm like are yeah. you sure this this building was like built like because like the had told me yeah like, when the like the history of the building I'm like she didn't even mentioned anything like this. And so I'm like and, you know you mentioned that and it reminds me of the thing I'm that would have been a fantastic idea so more people can you know be there to support and witness and yeah, we don't have a small primary room. You've got
2: something bigger. Yeah. to I have people pounce on you. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's it's so. I mean, I'm very adamant that when I have a baptism, you know, I was often joked like a missionary moms would send me messages because I'm known for texting them them pictures and photos <laughs> and videos because um, all week long, and they're That's like so they're like going, um, "Oh, Dennis, you know, I sent you a medium, and you're returning home an extra large." And I'm like, well, that's because, you know, I know to get their calendars filled, I can't go to the elders quorum and say, you know, sign up the. Feed our missionaries. I have unless, to go to the okay. to family,
0: Unless you're in Hamilton, Ontario.
2: Ontario. Okay. Okay. That's, <laughs> that war, their, the Elders Corps will do it. The Elders Corps will do it. Well, I guess maybe in the in, in U.S. it's different. Like I need to go to the women first to get their <laughs> And so I go, but now the missionaries, their, their calendar is booked out for of four months for meals. Because people will say, so, okay, February will wow. we'll put them in the second week, March, April, and then May. And then everybody does the same thing. So they are filled. And that's what we want is for them to be filled, you oh, know, that's and that's, so cool. you know, cause hashtag missionaries for life. Yep.
1: Absolutely. You want to know that one? You want what? What?
2: The next one.
1: Boy, yeah. oh, I, well, I, just okay. want yeah, to go ahead. Yeah, can go ahead. go ahead. Can I share something? Of course. Just, okay. Of course. So, so I've been divorced mm. and so I went through some ostracism. I mean, I've been a member of the church my whole life. Grew up in it, mm. loved it, yeah, lived you it, both, yeah. you know, love it, <clears> but you know, like it was, been, it was such uncharted waters when that experience happened to me because all of a sudden, people that were talking to me all the time, they stopped talking to me.
0: Mm. like so that, I like that some, analogy I made to you today earlier yeah. about the anemone? <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Well, yeah, it touches it,
0: it's just like... Yeah.
1: Yeah, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all these people that I had been relying on, yeah. you know, that were part of my life, they're just gone. And I would call people like every Sunday. Oh. I would call them and be like, Hey, do you want to come have dinner? No, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm good. Yeah. For like a year. That
0: lonely feeling, yeah. You ever yeah, get email that? Yeah. And
1: so, like, the only people who would come over and visit us were the missionaries. Yeah. Or like, I had one best friend, and you know she'd come over, and you know it was enough. Like God no. took care of us. Yeah. God took care of us, so we were fine. Yeah. We were fine, but I have empathy.
2: Now, what year was that?
1: that? It was just that was just a few years ago. A few Years ago, okay. Yeah.
2: So, see, this is my, this is what so I'm feel feeling through, that. through Heavenly Father, and through, um, you know, when I pray about doing uh, firesides and devotionals, I, I've been feeling very strong. Like the last time I was doing a fireside in in Utah in um, October, just before I left, drove driving back to Connecticut because I drove out, drove out here for four months and. Then um, what happened was um, I was feeling a lot of my returning missionaries had attended a lot of my firesides. Well, they attended this one, and they were like, oh, Dennis, that was great. That was the Holy Ghost. You were just – I went on a tangent, and it was – I went way off my topic that I normally stay on. And I was talking about the importance of when was the last time you checked on the neighbor to your right, the neighbor to your left, the person in your backyard, the person in your front yard. Yeah. Wait, you, well, what's,
0: what's that general authority that said um, – What what, what percentage did you say? Like something 50 or more percent of the time you treat somebody like they're going through a serious crisis, even if you don't know them, and you'll be right. And you'll be right.
2: Yes. Because we all go through it. We all go through faith crisis. We all go, but we all go through it different. Mm -hmm. And that's just, you know, yeah, it's something that, so I feel that my focus is YSA, because we're losing 94% of our 20 to 30 year olds are leaving. I did not know that. Yeah. 94%. And so... Um, And that's and it's usually because of LGBT issues because they don't they want to, you know, support their friends or they believe in gay marriage or whatever. So when they hear me talk that I gave up everything and I'm following the law of chastity and I'm living a life of celibacy and I am a member of I'm a full temple recommend holder with first presidential approval to have my endowment early. I they feel that okay if he can do this yeah. then I can
0: and, and the, the first thing I think of with that is what I asked Jessica earlier today with one of her abilities that she has as an empath I'm like H- how how did you how do you do that like mm. I can imagine people thinking that same thing about you it's like anybody who, who like another person looks at him and it's like you know you escape in their, your case escaping from your from the, the pain of your past or being mm. or, or having that transformed maybe is a better way to say it right it's like I mean people ask how do you do that? I think of the same thing in the Book it's of Mormon. It's easy as
2: I, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. It's easy because I just uh, the scripture and 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 the gospel and hold the priesthood and everything mm-hmm. else and the ability to be able to bring honor to my ancestors mm-hmm. going to the temple.
0: That actually ties into the next question too. Yeah. And we'll get to it in a second. But like, what, what that reminds me of what you just said there, I, I think of the action, the reaction of um, oh, in the Book of Mormon of. Um, Limoni, right? Yes. And, and Amon is, is just working these miracles among his people. And all Lamonai can say after an hour of silence, he's just like, who are you? How are you doing this? Explain this to me, right? And like, that's exactly what people need. They need someone to, to look at and say, how are they doing this? I, I, I don't know how I can do it. How are they? Do- what's their secret, you know? And so Jessica, I'll let you do the next question here that kind of drives into that.
1: One? yep oh hey that's right up my alley what <laughs> tools did you use and what changes did you make to do the hard thing
2: well a lot of it was immersing myself in scripture and immersing myself now i'm not a scriptorian i say i'm still a greenie um <laughs> you know but i immersing myself in scripture and temple time going to the temple when i was in utah traveling around doing devotionals and firesides and book signings and all this other stuff this past last summer and fall, I I visited eleven temples in Utah, and you know I went to, um, you know I went to a lot of you know, I went to Logan. I went to I I call it I used to call it manatees, but it's manti I'm confused. <laughs> like I'm going down to manatees <laughs> to bring honor to my. No, I'm going to mantai and. I'm. I'm just. You know, and I'd say it's my temple time. It's my time to be with him and to commune with my loved ones and to bring honor and just to, um, and it's also bringing others to the temple, and so I I get great joy out of bringing converts or people or new members to the temple and for the first time to be able to perform baptisms and confirmations. That is so cool, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? So. It's just you know, so I I really, really get great joy in, in doing that. But it's it's and, and I'll admit, you know, it was hard because I was newly baptized when I was asked to write the book and so a lot of, you know, my scripture was focused on um, you know, was was focused on doing eighteen hours a day because the book one, the church wanted the book out yesterday. When I'm they, sure it's so, so it was just, and then when they got it, it was like, then I thought, okay, I can focus on scripture, and then it was like, okay, we need you to do, you know, there's thirty edits we need you to go through, and I'm like, what, you know, and then my, my job, my career as a network marketer just started to unravel, and I started to lose everything. And I'm going like, God, why am I losing my finances? Why am I losing my career? Why am I losing everything? Well, there is a reason. God has a different plan for me. And that's something that, so now, as of March, I'll be an LDS literary agent. And that was something that's I was so cool. asked to do in September, and I ignored it because I go, I'm can't be i dyslexic. I can't be a literary agent. That's the same
0: thing I get when I started my blog. I'm like, yeah. I don't think this is going to do I any good. I'm not feeling. an author. <laughs> like, I, I was horrible really. in English in high school. Yeah. Yeah. It was my worst subject. I couldn't stand it. I actually wanted to test out of my 11th grade English class early. I asked for the test just to study for that thing so I could get out of it because I hated it. So when, in 2013, when I started to blog, and the only reason was because Oh, well, I gave a talk in church that, that really affected me, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I just, well, I can't give a talk every week. I want to keep doing this. But so I just, I'll just write down my thoughts, right? And so it, it, I did. Like, well, if anybody wants to hear it, read it, great, whatever, right? And then it just turned into something. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I, what am I doing? Well, I, I have no idea what I'm doing here. This is like totally out of my, of my league. Yeah. Like
2: well said. now so you know, you know, I, I texted my my literary agent and the acquisitions editor of Cedar Fort, and I said, I can't do this. I don't have my masters in linguistics. <laughs> and Siri said master's in linguini. <laughs> so it was like it's so like ignored, it, ignored it. But then my literary agent who I'll be working under, you know, that she'll be working with me is is said you don't have to have your master's in linguistics it's about negotiation it's about it's about relationships and partnering people and so you know and i find that lds authors are often misrepresented because they think because they're signing because the church owns the publishing house that they'll just sign the contract and they don't realize that there's standards that you can negotiate in different things like the copyright law or a higher rate in digital (laughs) sales or different things that Mm -hmm. protect you or like I have authors that, you know, they have, oh um, they have uh, merchandise coming out with, with their products and they're not getting any royalties on it because they, that wasn't, they didn't have a literary agent mm-hmm. to look at their best interest and it costs nothing. I don't make a dime off taking on a, a client. I only make a dime two years after the book is published because I get, a, I get 15% of whatever you sell. So I'll be getting one eighth of an eighth of an eighth of a penny for every 10 books somebody sells. But it's not about that, it's about passion. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: about passion. You have a, it looks like you have a scripture about that, Jess.
1: Oh, no, just the part. Well, I was looking at this scripture from <coughs> 1 Corinthians um, one twenty-seven, where it says, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, you know? we don't come into this educated
2: Hmm. and it's okay yeah and it's the same with my calling when I was given the calling as a ward mission leader I'm going god why me I never served a mission I needed to I should have been saying what do I need to be learning from this because I learned now I go to zone meetings now I go to you know I I know what pass-along cards are you know I found that In Siegel Books, the number one stolen product is a CTR ring. And I'm going, what? Like, CTR ring, you know, it stands for Current Temple Recommend Holder or Choose the Right, not Corrupt the Righteous. And, well, so it made me think, I went to Barnes & Noble in Glastonbury, Connecticut, and I asked the manager, what's the number one stolen book? She goes, the Holy Bible. And I said, "Guess what? I have twelve in the car, King James version. Can I make a display and write free?" Oh wow! And now they notice that oh, this, wow. that the, that that's not their number one stolen book because people are taking them. So now the missionaries and I've gone around to all the Barnes and Noble really? and we've asked the manager, "What's your number one stolen book?" And they said, "Oh, the Bible." <laughs> well, we have twelve in the car. Can we do a display and give free? And we've noticed that this is you know oh, that so people for don't steal work. it. Yeah, and so pe- the missionaries oh. are getting phone calls because we write their number in there yeah, and stuff. Have a free
1: bible yeah
2: and so it's something that it's thinking out of the box and that's what's you know so i turned something negative about you know my gosh people are stealing choose the right like <laughs> then it came to me in so, prayer the,
1: the that you mentioned that i have right? a confession to make go ahead yeah you can choose whether or not to keep this in there or not okay <laughs> okay <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> okay, but so I I'm from Texas and so I travel a lot so it's like a three-day trip from yeah. here to there in a car yeah and I've made that trip lots and lots of times and I stay at a hotel you know in, in between time and there was this one time you know when things weren't going so good in my marriage and I was basket case and you know I go into this hotel and they have this little you know they have the Shriners yeah that they give the little yeah, the Bible, Bible yeah. in the uh, <laughs> drawer and i was just like i was just soaking it up because i needed it so badly mm-hmm. right then yeah. and i didn't and i was didn't have mine with me you know and i was so, just like So so we have something in common now.
2: So we have cuz i stole the book of mormon. Oh sweet <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. So okay. yeah,
0: yeah you know it's worth <laughs> you mention the CTR thing too. Yeah. Is that you have two ways you can take everything. You can do what yeah. the devil does and manipulate what's good and try to make it bad or you can do what my friend Amelia julian did. She took some i i when, we went, when I was in seminary as a kid, right, we did this little CTR thing, right? we kind of yeah. what you mentioned there. And we were, we were just kind of being fun with, te- as teenagers, like, crispy tater recipes, crappy TV remote, just kind of being stupid about it. But then I was like, let's do something serious with this. On my mission, I'm like, let's do something really, like, that gets the for you, right? So this is what I wrote. And this was way back when I posted it, like, maybe a few months ago again. I'm like, I made this, I created this thing on Photoshop ages ago, like, really amateur, like, kind of, like, whatever. And my friend Amelia Julian's like, can I recreate this with some artwork of the Savior? I'm like, yeah, fine, whatever. I just, you know, attribution, whatever. She's like, I don't care about making money off of it. So this is what she did. She, For, for those of you know, who, who are listening who don't see this, it's a picture of, um, do anybody know what that picture is? I forget what it's called. CTR. Oh, Christ. It's the one where he's looking over Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. So it's on my phone here. When he's looking over Jerusalem, and it, it kind of goes with the verse, you know, you know, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, and the Savior is lamenting what there was going on there, right? And it's that picture by um, Greg Olson. Anyway, Greg so Olson, she put good. that as the background to this. And what I had written down was, TTR, we have been commissioned to rescue, charged to represent, commanded to remember, and called to rejoice. So we change through repentance by choosing the right and cling to the rod so we can claim the reward through Christ the Redeemer. And I'm like... Okay, that seems like it's something good that can really invite people to to Christ, right? And use something that's common to kind of yeah, almost be like a song that gets stuck in your head, right? Yeah. And I can do that. And then, so Amelia takes this and just does this incredible artwork. So that's thanks, beautiful. Amelia. I, I love that. Thanks, and, Amelia, for that. So, it's, yeah. so, you know, that's um, the other. You can either manipulate it or do something. One, one
2: of it. the things was I never used Instagram before Al Carraway said, you have to start using Instagram. And I have like 300 followers. And now I'm a micro-influencer or something. Where, <laughs> so I get, you know, socks, T-shirts, CTR rings, you know, logo wear. But my friend Paul, he donated these CTR rings that are silicone hyperallergenic. Oh, that's cool! And, wow. um, and to every family that I stayed with as a gift. And they're, they're done in all different colors and, and, and shapes and stuff they call to said... serve. Paul from BYU really no, no, what's, what's, what's it made out of? You said it's, it's silicone, but it's hyperallergenic. <gasps> and it doesn't get stuck oh, like so on something don't... you know so and it oh, doesn't oh, it's, it's, like, it's like flexible yeah it's flexible oh, wow. and so what it is that's is really um nice looking. he oh, cool. um for what it's worth yeah do you recognize
0: that on there it's oh. my it's my ctr in there do you recognize Oh yes that? yes yes no if you okay. look carefully there wait, wait. you got you have a staff there on the ring
2: oh yes the staff so that's i love that it's um so, you know, oh, it's nice. it's that you, <laughs> we need to send it to my friend Paul at B, B, uh, BU Bands on, on um, Instagram because he'd cool. love that. Oh, cool. Yeah. He'll send you some rings.
0: Yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Okay. So, awesome stuff onto this today. Thank you for, you know, talking about. You know, surprises a little brought into your life about tools you're able to use. And one of the things I think you and I have especially in common is when you mention the scriptures, mm-hmm. and, I, and I've talked with like a whole bunch of people, like with Rain, with my family, with Jess about this, um, and it's even reflected in my patriarchal blessing too, mm. um, this specific part, um, where it, it mentions in mind that I, I, the wording is something like, you will be deliberate about family scripture study and prayer and recognize it as a source of strength and direction in your life yeah. mm-hmm. and that so for me like that tool like I, I was just texting jessica a few days ago and i'm like you know try going to the scriptures for this that's always my number yeah, one I go-to yeah. That suggestion. yeah and i'm like because because what what do the prophets say are the number one thing we should hold as the gold standard of what heavenly father wants to tell us the standard works you go to the scriptures
2: so i one of my favorite scriptures and and you know i i don't usually say this publicly but it's my favorite gay or lgbt verse and and that's because it, this is a scripture that is in the book of mormon that says we we can love and accept all it's second nephi 26 33 it's and a good verse and i'm only going to read part of it it says and he denieth none that come oh. unto him Black and white, you know. Um, Bond
0: and free, male and female, yep, yep, yep. Oh, I love that. Uh,
2: Remembereth, you know, and it's just, and all are alike unto God, both Jew and Gentile.
0: What's that That story of the missionary who... Uh, and none and he's, are he's,
2: forbidden. He's, yeah, he's yep, praying. And none oh. are forbidden. Like that missionary who's that. praying to God
0: and saying uh, about a quote-unquote difficult companion. And uh, while well, relative to each other, yes, one missionary was more obedient, one was more disobedient, true. But... About I forget where the story is. Maybe the one of you guys can tell me. You remember this? When the Lord said, "Well, you still need to forgive him because, really, when you think about it, compared to me, you two
2: really aren't all that different." Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and that's so, the thing is, you know, it's like I, I, you know, I didn't choose to be gay. You didn't choose to be straight. That was just something that, that this is. I think God's way in the Book of Mormon when when this was being translated this is joseph smith's way of saying all are unto god yeah. no matter who you are even the gentiles yeah. you know like they it's are just still just, children of god. just love is unconditional yep yep and so it's just so we need to be more christ-like if somebody is different or we don't understand or they're doing something that is not you know or if they're drinking or if they're smoking or if they're i was often told by a state president we need to smell more smoke in our church I love that. <laughs> you know, we need yeah. to smell more alcohol because that means they're looking for a change. They want to repent. They want to repent. Not so
1: this it's just something yeah. that
2: that, you know, so imagine if we had more LGBT people in our church, or yeah. if we had sharing charity, the pure love mm-hmm. of Christ. Or if we had more people that had a past. I mean, you look at our friend Al Carraway. They can become free mm-hmm. from
0: their past like exactly. you did from yours.
2: Exactly. Al Caraway says I don't need to talk about my past because I was baptized and I and I gave it to God and God took it away. Well, obviously, mine's an open book, literally. <laughs> literally. It's literally, literally. I mean, when I first was reading the first edit, and I just went through my my endowment, and I'm going, "Holy cows!" I feel like I just went through my endowment. I feel like they were my garments were just blown off, and I'm reading this, going, "But it needed to be told because Gosh, it was something that." They needed to, that, that, that foundation need to be planted of who I was and who I became and who I am now and what I'm striving to be. And I always used to use that. In this last youth conference, they were talking about the new hashtag, hashtag strive to be. I always said we have to strive to be more like him. Mm-hmm. Every day, we will never be like him mm-hmm. until we meet him. And, and the, the the cool thing about
0: the whole B thing—that was that, that talk by uh was it Elder Oaks—believe, uh, you know, do, be, or something like yes. that. Yes. And like that—that that was one of the landmarks things that really hit me, like back when he did that, because there's there's a huge difference between obligation, doing something out of yeah. obligation, and duty, and then there's the part where like I, I had just written in. Um, Oh, I think I, I was actually working on the article for your magazine uh-huh. that I was going to send to you soon. I'm oh, still uh, waiting and, for that. Yeah, one of the things I had mentioned when was, I was kind of working on it last night was that the, the most important people that, kind of going back to what you said earlier about you know, teaming up with people, the more, most important thing that anyone who, I have, who the Lord has ever helped me team up with, that they've ever taught me, is that like, is helping me with that transformation process where the very core of who I am just mm-hmm. shifts. My motives change, my desires change, I like I want things different and the reason I want them is different. You know, when I first went on my mission, it was, oh, my brother's my idol. My yeah. older brother was like my, my absolute hero. I wanted to be just yeah. like him because he was a 4.0 syndrome, he was everybody's friend, he did the right thing all the time. And then I got on my mission, and Satan was just like, poof, like, like, like Jess said, he's just mean. Yeah. He punches. Right?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and punch and so, yeah, ex- right, yeah. yeah. The, thing, the thing is that you, you mentioned that, Jess, is you have to punch back harder. Harder. You do. You can't just... Oh, Adversary. Okay, be gone. Okay, yeah, yeah you, you can't just be like, oh, okay, well, um, I had a bad thought, so I'm going to read a verse of my scriptures. No, 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 no. No, that's not good enough. Mm. Um, like I Iring said, the day will come when you have to be able to endure on your own light. A few, just a, few, a few verses of scripture a day... Is not enough, you know. Haphazard prayers are not enough. Yeah, it's not good enough. You have to get to the point where um, you, you are you are punching back harder. You you respond mm. to yeah. um, something bad that comes on TV mm. with an entire that family day. home evening night about it. Yeah, right. You, that you have to go back you harder than he forces. And so when I did that, that was what kind of got me to the point where I'm like, and I, I know you have told me about about this too for your life, Jess, is that um, that's where the transformation comes. Yeah. Is when you use the the partnerships you've been given with people, and the tools you've been given the scriptures, and you use them
2: more and yeah. more more aggressively, if you will, than the adversary fights yeah. against you. He does. Yeah. Now, can I because we're this podcast is freedom from from your past, uh, freedom from our past. Can I talk about Alder Oaks for a second, please? Okay. Yeah. So in um, he's the one that you know. I, I often say that that all the hate mail I get and the death threats and stuff. Is not from members of the church. It's from people who have left the church, and oftentimes I say I get comments like, "How can you live with the teachings of like Elder Oaks and this and that and what he says and this and that?" Well, he's you know, a controversial one. <laughs> I love Elder Oaks, <laughs> Me and too. I, I have an experience. So back in in October General Conference two thousand eighteen, um, you know he spoke, and I was in Orlando, Florida, and he spoke at General Conference, and I was down there at business, and he started talking about. You know uh gays of sin and all this stuff and started and then i had all these investigators cancel their baptisms and all this stuff and they're calling me like what do you think about elder oaks you know like and i'm like it didn't bother me at all i think he's a wonderful guy like i can feel his spirit now what ended up happening was um when i no so 2019 general conference I was in his office, Elder Oaks, while well, the building that he's in, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I was locked in a fishbowl as I was moving from room to room, <laughs> and I hear over the loudspeaker the Secret Service going, "Please hold for further instructions. You're being detained. Why we escort? You know." And I look, and off comes the elevator, Elder Oaks, and he's this <gasps> cute little guy, short, and he's walking, <laughs> and he's two feet away from me, and I'm in this like little fishbowl bulletproof glass where bulletproof glass where you can't open either door and all of a sudden and it just so happened they shut as I was walking they said okay visitor block you know like (laughs) lockdown and so all of a sudden I see him and he looks at me and he's like a foot away from me and he just smiled and glared and nodded his head and and I could feel his spirit being in their office, is it's like being That's in the temple. It has the energy of being in the temple.
0: I love that you mentioned that. When um, I was doing my, my first interview with... Uh only interview. Like the first interview was somebody who like in my mind at the time was, oh, there's somebody, right? With Jenny well, Oaks Baker, well, well, right? Okay. One of the things she mentioned to me, I thought this was just so awesome because of how many people see Elder Oaks as this bring the hammer down guy, right? Yes. Right? But she said, you know, honestly,
2: he's not like that. Yeah. He, she she said, "My dad is really just a big teddy bear." He really is. Well, so <laughs> oh. so get so so get this. So I've asked a lot of people because I was a greenie, so I didn't know really about Elder Oaks, and somebody said he's a former Supreme Court Republican judge. For the state of utah and i think that when he speaks at the podium he needs to be stern and strong because he's an apostle because he's an apostle and he's talking to almost 17 million members but i know people that have met him personally that said he's a big teddy bear or i would say little teddy bear because he's like he's as short as i am so you're maybe a little shorter and i'm not that tall so and he's so tiny like when he walked when i had front row tickets at general conference this last October, <laughs> and I saw him walk out, I'm like, oh my gosh, our prophet and Elder Oaks are so tiny, they're like little itty bitty people, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, and it, not they're adorable. They're, yeah. And like, but they carry, there's, they, you could you could the mantle, not deny, the mantle, yeah. yeah, you could not deny their presence. And it was the same with my mission president, or he's now been released, but when he mm-hmm. interviewed me for my baptism, he was, I heard he was funny, he was hilarious, he was this and that. He was so stern and I wrote about this, but he had to be because I'm making covenants with God. And the last thing you wanna do is break those covenants. Yeah. And so, you know, so to go back to Elder Oaks, if you don't, you know, this goes back to, you know, um, is it, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank. Is it, um, yeah, it's James 1.5, what our missionaries teach. If you don't know the answer, just like Joseph Smith, ask, ask. God. Absolutely. Yep, yep, Ask yep. God. So if you don't know the answer, ask God. But if you're already at that point where, oh, I can't stand Elder Oaks or this and that, then if you're pushed away, you got the adversary going, yes, you can't stand him, yes, he's not that good, yes. So you need to pray. And the screw tape later says that it goes over that very tactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. Yep. Yep. Awesome. And
1: some people say, I don't care if you're right or they're right, you know, care what's right.
0: Yes, exactly. You, I love that you said that, Jess. If I so, if i real quick, because pride is concerned with who is right, and so when you oh elder Oaks is not Oaks that that's concerned with who is right. But then look at the principle, like Joseph Smith said, right? Uh, when someone's like, oh, how do you manage so many people? He goes, I teach them correct principles, and they manage themselves exactly. because they are concerned. Humility is concerned with what is right. And exactly. So I'll thank you for
2: mentioning that, Jess. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that that that's great. Um, can I share
1: something? Of course you can. Okay, so. Um, this is kind of near and dear to my heart because I've been in, um, I've been in this neighborhood for um, a little while, and I don't have a lot of family around. Most of my family is in Texas, in um, different parts down there. And being out here, being a single mom, you yeah. know, I have a couple of kids. Like, there's a couple of people. I have a few friends that are support, but I mostly lost a lot of my support when I moved. And I have been blown away in this neighborhood because the people who have shown up for me, who have literally shown up on my doorstep when I needed them don't go to church. Yeah. Like one of them was a nice Baptist lady. You know, one of them was a nice lady who was just, you know, kind of like, well, I'm, I'm LDS, but I just, you know, stay home. Don't really participate. And you know, another lady was like, yeah, I'm not a member of the church. Totally. Opposite lifestyle, but those are the people and I relied on them like they were there for me when I needed them And it's been this huge like personal transformation for me because I remember being a little kid and going and Living in Oklahoma and my neighbor was not a member of the church most people mm. weren't and I remember like almost like having this feeling of Superiority like I'm a member yeah. of God's church and, and you are and, and I know it was just childish because yeah. I was a child like I was a child yeah. and I didn't know any better but then, like, growing up and having all of these experiences, they changed me. And yeah. I could see people for who they are, you know, the way God sees them. Yes. And we need them. We know? do.
2: We do. And, and, you know, I don't, um, you know, I say on the back of my book, there's a, there's a quote in red, and it's, um, it says, you know, I don't care what faith, background, sexual orientation, you know, religion, you know, I just challenge you to choose love. Yeah. And I will love you as a fellow brother and sister.
0: Uh, kind of going off that, what Jessica has here on her phone, back on that same chapter that you mentioned, Dennis, um, in, what was it uh, in verse 30, Behold, the Lord hath forbidden this thing, um, like seeking for the praise of the world, right? Um, Wherefore, the Lord God hath given a commandment that all men should have charity. Which charity is love? Mm. Except they should have charity, they were nothing. Therefore, if they should suffer, uh, if they should have charity, they uh, would not suffer the laborer in Zion to perish. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what makes a Zion society: yeah. is people who can just love each other and, and for charity and, and like you said, charity. yeah, yeah, and anybody show and like you said, show up anybody. on people's doorsteps yeah. and be there.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. So Actually, I
1: feel so strongly about that. It's yeah. like it's like been this huge, huge life changer for me. Yeah. Because like wow. like my like my ex before we got divorced a lot of like some of his family members really struggled with alcohol and drugs you know and other um, struggles and my family was very kind of you know clean cut mm-hmm. by the book you know mm-hmm. and pioneers yeah and so getting to know their family. I learned to love them because Mm. I ended up like, we were homeless for a little bit and we had to go stay with them at their house. And so I was so nervous. Like I was almost like where I had been scared of them in the beginning. And then after they were serving me, Mm. like they were helping me. Yeah. And it was it was just an incredible experience. They were just, being Christ like. They were being Christ like. Yeah. Wow. They might not have been like checking every box off, but yeah. they, they were doing the <laughs> thing that mattered. Yeah. Uh, they they the priorities were
0: straight for. They, yeah, yeah, that's great.
1: And we created some beautiful relationships. Awesome. And so I, awesome. I started looking at people so differently after that. Well,
0: and that's, that's, what, that's what it takes, right? You have to be able to look at someone. And uh, like, so, what was it that, that thing some psychologists will do like, with couples counseling? They'll be like, see the child in your partner. Yes. See the child in them. See, see the that child pers- of God. Yes, yeah, your... exactly,
2: right? Yeah. Um, well, can I read? So I want to read something yeah, from my book. Before we ball. get to our last yep. question, I'll go ahead. Um, yeah, okay. And then I want, because I'm feeling compelled this will tie in with this. Sure. Is, this is something that I wrote. Um, it says... Just like Al Carraway doesn't want to be labeled as a tattooed Mormon, I don't want to be labeled as a gay Mormon. I'm just Dennis, who happens to be gay and Mormon. Or member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> so when this book was originally titled, it was going to be, yeah, Is yeah, He yeah. Nuts? Why Would a Gay Man Become Mormon? And then it, it, we, Nelson, had to cha- yeah, we had to yeah, change yeah. that. So um, so that's that's fine. <laughs> um, Mormon. All at the same time. Why, was, why must we spend so much time and energy labeling, judging, and criticizing people for not living exactly as we do? Amen. We are all unique. Let's turn up the love and accept people as they are, as my friend Richard Osler teaches listen, learn, and love.
0: Yep, yep. Wow. Well, and this, the, the, you're right, this can get into this. Um, so what advice do you have for others you know, who approach the same hard thing of overcoming a past like yours?
2: To know that that's what we have the atonement for, and that's what we have, you know, every Sunday we take sacrament and we take, you know, and, and we drink the water and we, we can, you know, renew our covenants with God. There's many times that I don't feel worthy to do certain things, and it's not because I did anything wrong, you know, it's because I don't feel that that it's because I I I, I struggle with it's the adversary saying you don't deserve to be a full tempa recommend holder. You're gay, you know. But let me tell you, being baptized didn't change, didn't take away, didn't pray away the gay, which I was hoping it would, but it did. It re- the Holy Ghost removed my desire to be with a companion, and that's something that that I, I know. That through people, that if they are losing their faith or something, or if they're dealing with, with the adversary, they are literally going through, um, you know, maybe a point where, where... Okay, so this is another thing that I wrote. Al Carraway wrote the foreword for my book. I do know that God loves me, and I am his son, who he accepts without reservation. My faith in this one thing is what wow. lifts me above the emotional storm clouds, that helps me to soar through life, I have confidence. Wow. And that's a transition between Al Caraway's Forward and my book. Yeah. So it's something wow. that is, is very, um, you know, um, I use that a lot because I have confidence. It's not that I'm being pride, it's not that I pride, that I'm, you know, because pride is not, I have a lot of, hum- I'm, I'm very humble. Because a lot of times people say, Dennis, I need you. Or when I took myself off of, when I took myself off social media because I was being blasted, oh, I made a comment. I'm following the advice of general authorities from last general conference. Less Wi-Fi, more Nephi. <laughs> and I had people saying, Dennis, I need you. I need you. I love what you post. I need." And so a general authority said, Dennis, that's not because they need you. They need your message on social media. And they didn't want me to go, but I felt I needed to because I just needed to take a break. Less Wi-Fi, more Nephi. And I took that advice and because before I post on social media, you know, I have pictures from a week ago that I haven't posted because I haven't felt compelled by the Holy Ghost. I don't feel that it's right. So, you know, and when I post that it's temple time or I'm at the temple, I never post when I'm at the temple. It's always a week or two later or even a day later because I don't want anyone to know that I'm at the temple. It's because I don't want them to send negative or whatever or interfere mm-hmm. yeah. with my time. Just quietly doing the right
0: thing for the right reasons, right? Exactly. exactly. Totally like that's, that's, that. There's a, a family mission statement my parents had a while back from not my, my mom's parents um, that I don't remember the whole thing, but the only part of it that ever sticks in my head time after time, is where it talks about, um, you know, we can t- something like, we continue along long life, and every time it knocks us down, we keep getting up and doing the right things for the right reasons. Yes. Right? And that's what invites the light of Christ into your life, and the people who make that happen. Amen. I agree. Awesome. Well, you have any other questions for Dennis today, Jess?
1: Oh, I so much enjoyed getting to know you. Like, this is a treasure for me. Uh, I'm going to treasure this. Ditto. It's a, it's ditto. a treasure
0: spending time with Dennis. Elf.
1: Yeah, ditto.
2: And you know, I feel like I know you for a long time, but I feel like I've known him for longer. I feel like it's been <laughs> years because it seems just, it was in July we talked when Lorraine was in the hospital, and, and I'm like, why does he want to FaceTime me? You know, like, and I was having, because I'm not that good with the computer. You know, like, <laughs> and I'm like, going well, okay. But he likes to see the reaction you know of your mm. face and stuff and and so there's
0: so much more like there, there's a lot less um how do you say that? a lot less communication that can happen when mm. it's just text yes and i've actually noticed that i um, agree like, like, like just kind of has a some difficulty that i do like what not it's not good not what are the right words what are any words to describe yes. what i'm feeling right so when you can't come up with the right words for me when i'm texting it's like there's the words, but it's, uh, it's not enough. I'm like, I, need, I don't yeah. need to hear the person's voice and their face, and then I can get then I can connect with people, yeah. right? So,
2: yeah. It was like July 1st, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. and we started talking, and then before you knew it, it was, you know, it was like, and then all of a sudden, I felt like I've known him forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think,
0: spiritually, well, we, we, oh, have. we are. Yeah. We, yeah. have. Like we
2: have to turn on our, our, our family search apps and do a find relatives around we're <laughs> related. So yeah, because I have yeah. a lot of relatives in Canada that moved from Germany. Yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah. My, my, I actually have Canadian blood too. But my, my my dad's mom's side, a few generations back, yeah. born in uh, on Aurora, Ontario. We'll do so. that after the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, my mom uh, shortly yeah. after I get back from the from Canada to the states here. I had found a news clip, I think, I think it was the funeral home, actually, we went through, they showed me a news clip because, oh, wait a minute, there's someone similar with us, uh, that we did a while ago um, who did a burial at a third place that had the similar spelling to your last name. It was a little different. It was P-U-L-S-I-F-E-R, but I believe it was. Oh, wow. And um, I'm like, well, we all started from, like, the last name Pulsifer, no matter how it's spelled, all of us are related somehow. If you go back to like the, four, you know, I don't know, 171600s, 1600s, we're all related. Exactly. At the spelling just got changed, right? And so I'm like, mom, we got to find this guy. Like there's a whole bunch of philosophers apparently. Like I'm guessing there's probably like 50, uh, all
2: yeah, over Ontario, yeah, yeah.
0: who have different spellings of the last name. Some of them <laughs> use a C instead of an S. And I'm like, we gotta find these people. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta find these people. You gotta find these
2: people. So totally yeah, that's it. great. Yeah, so awesome. Thank you both yeah. so thank much you. for having me on here. This is really pleasure means to have, a have you. It's nice to meet you. Finally, I know in person finally exactly exactly. This is great. Same thing
0: I had with uh, when we were, I was with. Uh, I told you about my episode with Sarah Hatch towards the end of season one. No, no, sorry. Her podcast that was hers when we, mm-hmm. we met person. Then with Julie Lee and on the ICU podcast, uh, I wasn't on an episode with her in her house, but we got to visit. And now I get to meet Dennis in person. And it's this like is yes. awesome. this like, is awesome. Hey, is
1: more of my spirit family.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's so. what it's all about. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this was wonderful, guys, and uh, this is gonna do a lot of good for people. So
2: awesome. love that. And if you need to find me, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook under Izzy Nuts and. I have a yeah, website, and yeah. if you want to request a devotional, you can go to dennisschleicher.net. Well, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't want to.
1: that before.
0: That's it.
2: Awesome.
1: That.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, thanks for listening, guys, and uh,
0: next comes the outro. So, Okay, so after that awesome sauce episode, um, I'm going to let you go first, Jess, and tell people what you thought of that just awesome interview.
1: Oh, I think I just loved meeting Dennis. I loved how he used principles... Of the gospel i he i loved his buddy system that's so awesome like i want to be part of that buddy system. like that is so cool <laughs> i
0: wanna be like can you just like put my number on there too so we can all have each other on youtube everybody needs place? a like, buddy system yeah, yeah 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 right man so yeah it just because for me like that like, grab bag thing i mentioned it's like you need to like again your kind of bag of tools to kind of like just reach out and blindly grab into it's like i have my bag of people if you will like, yeah kind of what i thought of that it was everyone's got to have that. Yeah, I totally agree. So, um,
1: I especially loved how the members of the church just embraced him, you know, when he was baptized. And he and said, he said yeah. they bounced on and him. And you don't
0: find that everywhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, you know, like, when I first moved here to the Orem area in Utah County, it's like, I told you, I'm just like, I feel like I'm in an alien land. Like, I spent the last 10 years around people I knew and loved and, and like, nobody here knows me. And so like like the fact that we're even friends i'm just like it was kind of like a sigh of relief and everybody needs a friend like that you know so with dennis like especially in his case my first thought about that is like with people having so much difficulty with sensitive issues like that it's like everybody has to have that kind of um person to turn to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: who like makes them feel like they're Oh, I'm in a new place, but I'm still it. you know?
1: Yeah, because every convert has a past. You know, they all have things they're trying to overcome. And having those people there, loving them, supporting them, bringing them over to dinner.
0: Mm-hmm. And being able to, like, talk as candidly as we could with Dennis during the episode, Yeah,
1: right? and not having a big elephant in the room. Yeah. Like, that, no one wants to dress. Yeah. And it's
0: like, um, wait a minute, there's a big issue here that no one's talking about. Let's um, be kind and loving about this, you know what I mean? Totally. Um, So for listeners, something else I wanted to mention too about this is that, you know, there's a lot of really hard things people go through, obviously. Um, Like sometimes like very specific things that maybe they they feel like isolated in. Like, oh, not a lot of people experience this thing. So who am I going to turn to who really is going to get it, right? And in Dennis's case, I just admired the fact that he – was able to recognize when this spirit was directing him to people who could do that for him. You know, he had like, for example, with his brother, um, and the situation there with how his brother was like his biggest spiritual strength in his life. And then um, after he lost his brother, there was more people like he, he's know with his friend, Al Caraway, Fo- Al Fox, um, Caraway. Right. So, I mean, we have to be willing to be for people, like for other people, we have to be willing to be the kind of person we want, the kind of friend we need, right? For, for Specifically for those sensitive things, so we feel safe having a place to discuss them.
1: About being set free, Dennis has really set him free from his own past. He's set plans in place. He's got support. He's got the scriptures. I see him constantly praying and checking in with the Holy Ghost about what he should be doing with his life, and he's spending it serving other people. I can't believe like how many missionaries he's taken pictures with, sent it to their families, just everything right? that he yeah. does. you know, He's focusing outward, and I think that's a really mm-hmm. big key. Mm-hmm. When you're focusing outward, then you can be more than you would be mm-hmm. otherwise. Well,
0: It reminds me of that quote by Elder Maxwell, right? Love is never wasted because its value does not rest upon reciprocity right? Uh-huh. And I think of the Savior in the Garden of Gethsemane, when, when like, Callister mentions the fact that, um, he poses the idea, you now, when the Savior, was there a point when Christ thought his reservoirs of endurance were, like, gone, and then in the moment he thought that, just the pure covenant to atone, that he had made that promise, was that what drove him? Just the fact that he had promised to do it, and I've got nothing left, but I'll keep trying because I said I would, so I, I guess, you know, and, and, it, and it works, you know, I, I wonder if that was a part of that for him too, you
1: know. Well, in a way, he had less than nothing left.
2: Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it says in the scriptures he had to have an angel help him, because if the angel hadn't helped him, he his physical body would mm-hmm. have given out long yeah. before he would have finished that. At
0: Almost like a training for the cross uh, in my mind, because like then on the cross he went through it all again, but without the angel and with physical like torture from others on top of it, right? So it's like it makes me think of all those reservoirs that Dennis seems to have this giant reservoir that he didn't know was there i'm thinking you know to get him through that and help him get the faith he has now which is like monumental
1: (laughs) because he's focused on christ He, he was very specific and he says i don't want to be labeling myself as the gay mormon yeah 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 you know like he, yeah. you know it's not the label and he didn't join the church to be famous and write a book that's not why he <laughs> yeah. he's focused like
0: i'm here to glorify god yeah
1: yeah and you know and he's got his focus in the right place and so that's
0: awesome, awesome. any other closing thoughts you had before we remind everybody to tune in next time <laughs>
1: Um, Just the power of reaching out. I mean, that's really what I got. That's really what I took away from Dennis. Just the power of reaching out to others and asking for support when you need it. Totally.
0: And that's something nobody should be afraid to do, right? If you want to really, you got to not be afraid to at least try, reach out to someone. And if someone says, oh, well, you know, even as much as like, I can't help you, I'm sorry, um, someone will be able to. Pray for the Lord to lead you to that person. Someone is going to be able to listen the way you need them to, to respond effectively, and at least give you little packets of light throughout the day that you may need. If someone out there's going to be that person for you, so don't stop trying. You know? I'm yeah. So, anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Today, um, next episode, you've got Lachelle and Jackson Jex talking about becoming free from despair, um, which is a as probably almost anybody out there knows who has had any decent life experience is something that is really hard to escape, especially if you've had really tough things you've been through. Um, So tune into that one. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, um, all other platforms where you'll find this. I think uh, there's a ton of it. There's like iHeartRadio and Public Radio and uh, Stitcher. Uh, Subscribe. Uh, Check us out on, on the Facebook page we will get some YouTube videos up of this when I get more of these episodes done. And um, remember to stand steadfastly in the freedom God gave us. Until next time, this is Paul Pulsifer and...
1: Just kiss
0: Have a great day, guys.